Well, section 2 of chapter 3 deals with some of the characteristics of stars. The section begins by discussing distances to stars. Now, if astronomers were to describe the distances to the stars in terms of kilometers or miles or something like that, uh, they'd, they'd spend a lot of time writing down a lot of zeros. So instead of that, astronomers use a unit called light years to describe these huge distances. A light year isn't a unit of time, it's a unit of distance. Now that's something that a lot of students often get confused about because they hear the word year in it, so it must be time, but it's not. It's a distance. Now one light year is the distance that light travels in one year. So if you want to figure out how far that is, you need to know that light travels at a speed of 300 kilometers per second. So if you figure out how many seconds there are in a year, and multiply that by 300,000 kilometers per second, you'll find that a light year is quite a long way. Well, how about you try that and write down your answer and show your work on the back of the HR diagram for Lab 3, and that will earn you a couple of bonus points on that lab. Now, measuring the distance to stars is not as easy as just busting out a ruler and laying it down end over end for the rest of your life. Astronomers have other, more practical methods. One method is to use what's known as parallax. Now, parallax is just a way an object seems to change position in relation to something that's in the background when you look at it from two different positions, just like you did in lab number six. Now, an astronomer doesn't just look at a star with one eye and then the other and figure it out. The change in position for an object that far away has to be much greater than that. So what they do is they make an observation of a star and see where it is in relation to the background stars. Then they wait six months until the Earth is on the opposite side of the Sun and they make another observation. So that's like doing lab number six with your eyes 186 million miles apart. As you noticed in the parallax lab, the further away you got from the two meter stick, the less parallax seemed to occur. If you moved far enough away from that two meter stick, there wouldn't seem to be any change in the position of the stick in relation to that line poster in the background. The same applies to stars. If a star is greater than a thousand light years away, there is no apparent change in the position of that star among the background stars. Figure 6 on page 105 will help you understand this a little bit better. Now one last thing about parallax. You know how the moon always seems to follow you and nobody else? Well that's because of parallax. If you think about it, when you're in a car and you see the moon, the trees that are close to you change their position in relation to the background pretty quickly. Now the moon, on the other hand, is 250,000 miles away, so it doesn't seem to move at all. So the trees change their position against the background really quickly because the angle between you and the trees and the background changes really quickly. Now the angle between you and the moon and the background doesn't ver change very much at all. So when it comes to classifying stars, there are three main characteristics that astronomers refer to. There's size, temperature, and brightness. When you look at the stars in the sky, they all seem to be the same size, but that's really not the case. There are stars out there that are as small as Earth. They're called dwarf stars. Neutron stars are even smaller than that. They're only about 20 kilometers in diameter. Now giant stars and supergiants are much larger than our sun. If a supergiant star were at the center of our solar system, the edge of it would reach past the asteroid belt and almost out into where Jupiter is, so it's pretty big. 
The temperature of a star is described by its color. It's as simple as that. Red stars are relatively cool compared to the rest of the stars in the galaxy. Red stars range between 3,000 and 4,500 degrees Celsius. Now our sun, which is a yellow star, is about 6,000 degrees Celsius. Stars that are hotter than our sun are white, and they range between 9,000 and 15,000 degrees Celsius. And some of the hottest stars are blue, and they can reach up to 50,000 degrees Celsius. When discussing the brightness of stars, astronomers use the term magnitude. Now there are two ways of describing this. There is a star's apparent magnitude, which is how bright this star appears to be when it's viewed from Earth. And then there's a star's absolute magnitude, which is how bright it actually is. So kind of think of it this way. Imagine you're standing in the street at night, and you're directly underneath a street light. And there's another identical street light about 100 yards down the street. Now since the lights are identical, they have the same absolute magnitude, because the lights are producing the same amount of light. Now, if you really think about it though, the street light that you're standing under appears to be much brighter than the one down the street because you're closer to it. So it has a much greater apparent magnitude. And the last part of the section introduces you to something called the Hertzsprung-Russell diagram, or the HR diagram. This just shows the temperature and brightness of different stars. And there are basically three main types of stars that appear in the HR diagram. There are the supergiant and giant stars, which appear at the top right corner of the diagram. These are cool to warm stars that are very bright. And the reason they're so bright is because of their large size. Now white dwarfs appear in the lower left center portion of the diagram. These stars are hot, but they're so small they're not very bright. And looking at the HR diagram, you'll notice a diagonal line that goes from the top left of the diagram to the lower right corner of the diagram. Now about 90% of the stars in the galaxy appear in this diagonal line. This group of stars is known as the main sequence. The stars that are in the top left corner of the diagram are very bright and very hot. And the stars in the lower right are relatively cool and not very bright. Now this is because cooler stars are generally dim, and hot stars are usually very bright. It kind of makes sense, I guess. Alright, well let's take a look at the enriched portion of the worksheet for this section. Now to be successful on this, you'll need to do some math. All of the questions ask you to tell how much brighter one thing is than another. In the paragraphs above the table, it gives you a value for how many times brighter one unit of magnitude would represent. So if you figure out the difference in magnitude between two objects, and then you multiply that by that value that's given to you in the paragraphs, you should be able to figure it out. I know it sounds a little confusing, but if you read the paragraphs, and I know you love reading, so read the paragraphs and then think about it, and I'm sure you'll get it. All right, that's about it for Section 2. Uh, section 3 will show up shortly, I hope.